It's time to make the dough rise, the financial podcast with Brian Doe. Hello and welcome to another edition of Make the Dough Rise. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Brian Doe, certified financial planner at Livingworth Wealth Advisors, serving you in the Lake Country and beyond with an office in Greensboro, Georgia. You find us online and listen to past episodes of the show by going to livingworth.com. Brian, thanks for being with us once again on the podcast. Great to chat with you once again. What's been going on with you lately? Well, happy to be here, Walter. I just got back from South Georgia. I uh, spent the weekend on the road uh, going down to Lake Seminole, one of Georgia's other great lakes, and had some time, road time, to listen to another podcast. Not that I should deflect anyone from this fantastic podcast that they're listening to now, but Malcolm Gladwell has a podcast called Revisionist History, and he takes an interesting look back on some historical events and provides some new insights into it, and really, really fascinating and and clever stuff. But it, uh, it shed some light on the topic that we were discussing today, third-party in, independent custodians, and I was thinking back about how that came to be, and, and thought I might share some of the the background uh, before we got into the uh, advantages and structures that we use today. I figured something financial would kind of uh, you know get your juices flowing when it comes to revisionist history and that kind of thing, and that's why you've decided to dedicate today's podcast to talking a little bit about independent custodians, what that means, why it's important uh, to consider having one, and also just the history of how uh, this sort of independent custodian has come about in the financial world. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the uh, the history lesson on today's show. Sure. And uh, let me take you back 20 years ago when I was just getting started in the industry and in this business. Well, 20 years ago, if you're 20, that was an eternity ago. But if you're 50 or 60, 20 years ago was not that long ago. And you probably remember that the the large blue chip names, the, the the credible names in the financial industry, were where you wanted to be. That was the, they had the most access to information, they had the best research, they had the most uh, trading capabilities, the stability and level of safety perception of a you know trillion trillion and a half dollar custodian. It, there was just a feel good to having the best, the blue chip and the quality. What what happened 20 to 30 years earlier was a deregulation of the commission structure that brokerages could charge for stock transactions. So what rose out of that was the emergence of companies like Charles Schwab, uh, Ameritrade, and then there was a whole host of independent discount brokerages that were forming at that time and a lot of them merged together to be the big ones that we that we know today. So while this was occurring, A lot of the do-it-yourselfers and people who wanted to trade either frequently or by themselves, they had the ability to do that now at a fraction of the price of the big firms. Well, by the year 2000, we, we began to enter a series of scandals, analyst scandals, uh, Enron and WorldCom, the whole dot-com bubble busting, and the credibility or the conflicts of interest that were occurring within these big firms began to be exposed. Well, then that ultimately capped off with the financial crisis where these big companies were involved in tens of billions per firm and ultimately trillions of dollars worth of what ultimately got deemed toxic assets. So the the luster, the the sheen was was now off of these, these big credible names. All the while, through this, you know, the first part of the you know, new millennium here, Charles Schwab had built a robust 
trading platform. They had institutional access to research and product. They built in web capabilities and bill pay and and just you know high quality statements, recording of cost basis, all of the things that you would look for a big firm for, they now had. And they said, hey, why don't we open this up to independent uh, registered investment advisor type firms who want a better custodian? And that allowed the independent advisor to come on and, and actually get the same trading platform, the same access to product that 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 you had at any of the big firms. And so when things toppled after the financial crisis, there has been a steady migration of uh, growth, I should say, in the registered investment advisor space. And overwhelmingly, I, I keep saying Charles Schwab, but, uh, you know, TD Ameritrade or any of the other big reputable discount betterment which is one of the robo advisors they're actually opening up an institutional platform as well so it's interesting to see what technology and the uh, open access to information and and all of these capabilities has really done to transform the industry so what's the the structure of you know i walk in the door and go to charles schwab and just say hey i'm a i'm a general saver i want to you know to work on your platform and, and use you guys. I see your your marketing and you know I I, I want to work with you. What's the difference between doing that directly and then working with a third party custodian? What what's the difference in value and the level of access and 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 the benefit that comes along with that relationship? Well, so if you want to do it yourself, obviously you can use Charles Schwab. You can go directly to Charles Schwab, open up a discount brokerage account, and you can have access to all of the same basic information and trading platform that I do. So the, the, the big issue is if you want to do it yourself, you, you can go to Charles Schwab directly. You can use their trading platform. You've got access to all the product and the research. But today the problem is not having access to information. We're inundated with information. So what an advisor does is actually helps you make sense out of that information as it relates to your situation. We're just using Charles Schwab at a different, think, think of it as a different portal. You can come into Charles Schwab directly through them, or if, if a client comes to me, we want to give them an independent third-party custodian for a lot of reasons. And, and let me start by just breaking down the components of that. that. That's a mouthful of jargon. If you just hear somebody say, oh, an independent third-party custodian, what, what the heck does that mean? Right. Word, word jumble. <laughs> right, right. It, 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 in the industry, it, it makes perfect sense. But So let's, let's look at the first word, independent. Well, you're dividing up the, the power and the roles and the uh, ability to perform different functions. Well, a independent custodian is one that uh, has separate accounts. You're not in a pool account. There's been some very infamous situations, uh, obviously Bernie Madoff, where he was his own custodian. He was his own generator of statements. He had a pooled account. So we want to remove that conflict by having it with a independent person that's, that's filling that role. So third party then becomes the next word. Well, it's not the same person that is is filling that role. You have a third party, and again, with the, it goes hand in hand with the independent. That is, it's it's not the same person. It's not the same company. You've got a separation and an ability to account for 
what's happening at that custodian and that's that's independent of of the advisor, the money manager, or who, or whoever happens to be you know filling whichever role you're hiring them for. So then custodian, well, what does a custodian do? That's simply the holder of the assets. If you've been at this for a long time, you may have at one time had a box full of securities. You actually had the, the, the stock certificates and, and you had a third part, a, a transfer agent that handled all the record keeping for the company. Well, that creates all kinds of problems because you've got to keep track of cost basis and if you get dividends and if you have dividend reinvestment, all of that now just happens electronically. And so you've got a reputable name, uh, their safety of, uh, of the assets. You've, you've got the um, maintenance of cost basis, uh, storing of statements. There's just a lot of things that a custodian does that we used to do on a ledger and a shoebox that now happens electronically and online. So having a big, reputable company that does that, you know, for a fee, we, we pay, we, we, we pay the custodians to use them. The clients still pay the d- discount brokerage transaction fees for the account. But so again, instead of the firm hiring the advisor as an employee, and then the client being on the receiving end of a very top down structure, this flips the entire structure on its head and it puts the client at the top. The client now hires me, the advisor, and then I go hire the custodian to work for me. Well, that dramatically eliminates any conflicts of a top-down uh, product push. Uh, there's, there's no trips to win. There's no bonuses to qualify for. It's just a very clean structure that is really in the best interest of the clients. And that's that's ultimately what we're looking for. So you look at this sort of, uh, you know, evaluation of these big companies versus working with a, an independent third-party custodian, um, having somebody there to kind of give you that advice and guide you through uh, the different situations that, you know, that get exposed to that. And also taking into account the history that we're talking about here of the big name companies. I mean, as you look back over the years and kind of compare and contrast the role of the custodians and also what's been the big deal and the problem with big name companies over the years, what comes to mind? Again, it's the, the conflicts of you get new management at the top and they want to maximize profits to the shareholders. And so they created an initiative that causes them to create programs that may conflict with the best interest of the clients, or that may cause the the firm to take on excessive risk in another business area. And we literally saw huge names fail because one part of the company took on an excessive amount of risk and it undermined the, 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 quality and the security and, and all of the things that you were going to the to those big firms for. Yeah, that's a good point too. And I guess Brian, if we're thinking about this as well, I'm just kind of, you know, pondering who who gets affected the most by uh, by this industry, you know, by this uh, sort of change in the shift to the independent third party custodian, then also who should take advantage of that opportunity. If I'm listening to the show today and I'm not sure if this would be a good fit for me or not, who's kind of that ideal person for the independent uh, model? Some people might want a large firm for the ability to move around and maintain the relationship with that firm, even if their advisor doesn't stick around or if their 
advisor retires ultimately. There's a sense of continuity within these big firms. Well, if you look under the surface today, the largest firms out there maybe have 10 to 15,000 advisors that, that work for them. So there, there is this perception of having a very deep bench and, and some continuity of, of talent and, and advisor base that if, that if your advisor leaves or if you move to a different area that you can make that switch. Well, at Charles Schwab, there are about 20,000 different advisors operating in this independent structure. So if Charles Schwab had all of these independent advisors as employees, it would actually be the largest firm in the country. So your ability to move and maintain continuity of your holdings, your accounts, your logins and passwords, your bill pay function, the statements, the account numbers, all of the the titling and the beneficiary designations that you've set up. If you want to move, if your advisor leaves the, the business or retires, if you want to make a change, you actually have the most selection within the independent world of just this one company's platform than you do from any of the, the, the big firms off, off of Wall Street. All right, so we've been talking, Brian, about third-party custodians and the role that they play, but let's get more specific. Uh, why should somebody work with you? Uh, what's the benefit that you bring to the table to your clients? How are you uh, different and, and what makes you unique and what do you look out for when it comes to working with your clients? That, that is a great question. And if you track the trajectory of my career, I spent you know the first nine years at a big firm and then I left and worked with a, a couple of independent structures since then. And one of the biggest reasons, really one of the, the compelling reasons for me to, to make the transition that I did 10 years ago was the process and the tools that we have created in our retirement shield process, I would not be allowed to use. I was discouraged from coming up with innovative solutions. I could not come up with my own uh, illustrations, dashboards, tracking, all of the tools in our, our process. I would be actively prohibited from using and, and implementing with my clients. I had to use cookie cutter, out of the box, created at the corporate level, tools, calculators, and, and conversations. So there, there was no creativity. There was no uh, ability to innovate solutions for clients. The other advantage that I have is that I can actually talk about topics that the big firms don't want advisors delving into. And one specifically is taxes. As a broker dealer, your official line is, we don't talk about, we don't give tax advice. You have to consult with your advisor. And while I always advocate getting a trained tax professional involved where it's needed, I'm actually now free to discuss taxes. That's one of the first things that I want to gather from my clients is let's take a look at your tax return. Let's see where there's some opportunities because there's there's usually some inefficiencies that are occurring and that translates into thousands, if not tens of thousands of dollars. And certainly over the years, you know, it could could easily be tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars of, of advantage. So the the ability to provide unique tools, conversations, processes, and then ultimately the ability to dive into topics that are not, in my opinion, adequately covered at uh, at most big firms, that results in huge savings, huge advantage. My clients never really have to worry about if what I'm recommending is 
in their best interest. There's no extra compensation or fees or or charges based on my recommendation. It's just it should be as pure a recommendation as possible. Serve the best interest of the clients. Be tax efficient and provide them a unique understanding and solution that they can't get anywhere else. I know one great example of that kind of planning that you're going to get when you work with that third-party advisor, that third-party independent advisor versus the big uh, you know, brokerages and the big firms out there is going to be things like uh, the tax conversation. And just, just that one element alone can make a humongous difference in a lot of people's financial plans, something that you're not going to get in a lot of cases working with a big brokerage. So that's where the independent advisor comes into play. And again, that's just one example. But It's something that you cover in depth in your Retirement Shield Kit and in your book, Diffuse. Tell us a little bit about those, Brian, and how people can get them. If anybody's been paying any attention at all, we know that the government debt levels are climbing rapidly. And the other topic that most people may not be aware of is the over $100 trillion of coming liabilities that we've got for benefits promised for Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, veterans benefits, interest on the debt. All of that is about to consume the entire federal budget. Well, it it already consumes the entire federal budget, and we're running trillion-dollar deficits. The point being, taxes are going to have to go up in the future. And so if your advisors never asked for a copy of your tax return, if your advisors never actually sat down and developed a tax-efficient investment strategy and, and income strategy for today and for the long run, then that might be an indication that you ought to check out or request a copy of our Retirement Rescue Kit. And that's at retirementrescue.net. We'll have the ability to request a copy of the book, and we're going to create an online course version of that as well. Again, that's at retirementrescue.net, where you can read more about uh, the Diffuse book and more about how you can save money when it comes to taxes in retirement. Retirementrescue.net, a great place to go if taxes is, and it should be, a main concern of your financial future. You can schedule a 15-minute phone call with Brian if you'd like to go ahead and jump forward to finding out more about what it would be like to work with Brian, ask some additional financial questions about your specific situation. Again, you can do that by calling 706 451-9800. That's 706-451-9800. And you can also, of course, uh, get in touch through the website, listen to past episodes of the podcast, and tap into lots of other great resources on the web. Just go to makethedoughrise.com. That's all you have to do. Go to makethedoughrise.com, and you can get in touch with us through the site and listen to old episodes there as well. Makethedoughrise.com. Great place to check out if you are new to the show and want to learn more. Also, don't forget, you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and pretty much every major podcast app out there wherever you listen to shows. Brian, that's it for this edition of the program. Great chatting with you. Looking forward to our next conversation where we'll talk about the top 10 tax hikes uh, without raising taxes. We'll talk a little bit about, uh, again, as we kind of look back in the history of some of these financial issues, that should be a very intriguing, very interesting episode. We'll look forward to that one next time. Around. They are sneaking up on us, and I will show you where to look and prepare yourself for what is possible. Peeling back the curtain. We'll do that again next time right back here on Make the Dough Rise. Investment advisory services offered through Main Street Financial Solutions, LLC. Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information is obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accurateness and completeness cannot be guaranteed.